Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I want to talk on the subject, the kingdom body. The kingdom body. I'm sure I can do it. We'll do it sharp. The kingdom body. The kingdom body. The kingdom body. The kingdom body. So we are in our month of alignment and then harvest. Is that so? Awesome. Alignment and harvest. Alignment and harvest. Alignment and harvest. And last week, Reverend Robin said something that was very important. That harvest is not just about we harvesting from God, promotion, cars, you know, and all, all those kind of things. They are very awesome. They are very powerful. And God will honor us with all those things. But he said that God is also searching for a harvest. And I'm sure there is one particular message that Apostle has really been preaching in Isaiah chapter 5. If you are in this ministry and you don't know Isaiah chapter 5, um, God sang a song. Actually, that was a song. And the song was that God planted a vine. And after several years, he came back to receive the fruit of the vine and he didn't find what anything. Hallelujah. Amen. So that shows clearly. Actually, the New Testament is an investment. Hallelujah. Is what? So all the parables of the, the kingdom is an investment. Okay. So God expects to reap what? An harvest. Are we okay with that? Or a harvest. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So we are in Mount Zion and God has given us a vision to establish the governing influence of the kingdom of God. Is that not so? I hope we know the vision and the mission statement of um, Zion Impact. Do we know that? I really wish we can paste it somewhere. Like our vision statement, we should, in charge of maturity, I will do frames and put our visions and our mission everywhere so that we can you know, the Bible says that make the vision plain that he may run that readeth. Hallelujah. So we'll use that so that we we'll all know. Even if you are sleeping and they wake you up, you know that we are here to establish what? The governing what? Influence of the kingdom of God. So KCF is re- revealing the kingdom. It is so, it is so linked there. Eh? Hallelujah. Because without, Jesus said something. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. Hallelujah. But my father, which is what? In heaven. And he said that upon this, I will build my church. So the, the essence of revelation is for edification. It is for building. Hallelujah. The essence of what? Revelation. is for what? It's for building. It's for edification. It's for building. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are talking about the kingdom body. Okay. The kingdom body. The kingdom body. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4, now, anytime Paul begins to use the word 
I the prisoner of the Lord? It means that whatever follows, you need to be very careful of it. He said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you. Give me King James Version. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. And now let's watch it carefully. Now, in, in walking worthy of the vocation, Paul didn't make mention of spiritual gifts. Now, we, we need to look at it carefully, okay? He said, that, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Hallelujah. Let's continue. What does he say again? Verse 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Hallelujah. So he said that the things that we need to work worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called is not a prophetic gift. It is not a teaching gift. It is not healing gifts. It is not word of knowledge or word of wisdom. It is what? Loneliness. And what? Meekness. And then what? Long suffering. Now, actually, the Greek word for loneliness is, not, is, is the word not above the ground. Is what? Not what? Above the ground. And then the word meekness. Now, meekness actually means to suffer intentionally inflicted wounds without a spirit of revenge. What is what? Meekness means what? To suffer intentionally inflicted wounds without what? The spirit of what? Revenge. Now, it means that when we want to look at meekness, there is one person that we have to look at, which is Jesus. Now, let's go to First uh, Peter chapter, chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. Let's start from verse, verse 18. Can we? Servant, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. Let's continue. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Now, now, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go to the verse 18 again. Now, we are watching here. Meekness. Servant, be subject to your masters with all fear. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. Now, let's continue. He said, for this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. This is what we call meekness. Now, let's continue. He said, for what glory is it if when ye be buffeted, for your fault. Give me, give me a more relaxed translation so that everybody can understand. Maybe NLT. Okay, he said, of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. So you did something. You are punished. There is no credit before God. He said, but if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Let's continue. For God called you to do good. Even it means suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example. And you must follow in his what? Steps. Let's continue. Now, here Christ is about to accomplish the will of the Father. Now, 
I'm telling you, see, hey, you can be as you can, you will not, gift does not help us accomplish the will of God. I'm telling you today. Listen to me carefully. You can be anointed and you will not touch even 1% of the will of God for your life. I'm telling you. You see, read about the God's generals. Okay? Especially the missionaries. They didn't really have so much power like the way we have now. But they accomplished more than we accomplished. Have you heard of a man called David Bernard? Oh my God. David Livingstone. He you see, this generation, we are deceiving our, I'm telling, we are deceiving ourselves. Okay. So, he never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. Let's continue. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. This is what we call meekness. The injury that he suffered was intentionally inflicted, and yet there was no spirit of revenge. So, if you hear that somebody slandered you, and then you didn't do anything, he said, Lord, I forgive you, this brother. You are meek. It is not this, like, there is, a, there is a political meekness. I'm telling you. There's a lot of political humility, you know, sycophantal, if there's a word like that. But it is the, the days of suffering that we see who real men are. Now, let's go back. So, we have seen what meekness is. Lowliness. Let's, let's go back. To um, First Corinthians, okay, very good. Verse two. Verse two. Let's hurry up. Verse two. Two. Verse two. And it says that long, now long suffering. It means you see, actually, the word long suffering, we need to have a view of expansion. You know. Jesus Christ spoke about something that we, we do not put new wine into old wine skin. Are we okay with that? Because we know that when wine begins to ferment, it expands. It creates carbon dioxide, so it, it begins to expand. Are we okay with that? Now, new wine skins, when we put new wine inside and it begins to expand, okay, the elasticity, the elasticity of the wine skin, it allows for the wine to ferment. And then it, it expands without blowing off. Hallelujah. So now, long suffering speaks of containing anguish, containing forces within without exploding. And it, it doesn't just mean that without exploding, but you are able to carry this thing for long in the journey. So I'm carrying anguish, I'm carrying pain, I'm carrying suffering, yet. Maybe let's say that I'm in a church. I'm suffering. But maybe it is five years. So that five years is a journey. So I'm carrying the suffering, the anguish, yet I don't blow up. And I'm not giving up. I'm going through the five years. That is what we talk about, long suffering. Now, and when we are talking about, these are the things that we need in warfare. Spiritual warfare. Because let's say that you are praying for a baby. Now, if you are, if you are praying... There are things that Satan can do if the works of the flesh are there. He can just press something. Because there are things we can do that we can just terminate our blessings. So a baby is coming. Then somebody, your next door neighbor, begins to do some insult to you. Then you reply. Forget. 
So you have, if you can be praying midnight, but your warfare, you've lost, you've lost the battle. So we need th- th- things like this. So the, the woman is insulting you every morning, but you contain it because you don't want to utter any words. And he said that what? Forbearing. So you see, in the body of Christ there, <laughs> we are doing so many things. And we think that, but the, the, when we want to know the strength of the church, we have to know how well it is able to influence the government. The strength of a church is its ability to influence government. Hallelujah. It's okay. It's okay. So we are moving on. So it said that the next one was forbearing one another in love. Forbearing. Forbearing. Let's go there. Forbearing one another in love. Now, this one speaks about. Now, what you have to do is that in the in one of the things that when you are when you are a priest and you develop skin diseases, you cannot, you, you have to suspend your priesthood for some time. Like boils, like uh, things, any skin disease, leprosy, you are disqualified. Now, because skin diseases makes us sensitive. Is that also? So, if you have a skin disease right, right here, okay, a boil, if I touch it, you'll be like, oh, no, 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 you'll be hurt. So, it means that spiritually, a lot of us have skin diseases. The, the, the little fault, the little thing that is done to you you, 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 you are offended. It means that you are spiritual, you have skin disease. You don't have what we call forbearance. Now, forbearance is giving allowance for people to fault you. So, Jesus said that, Paul, Peter said, how many times shall I forgive my, my, my brother? He said, 49 times, 49 times. Now, actually, do you know what Jesus Christ was trying to say? He's not trying to say that. There's a place where you can now accommodate that, that fault of that brother and you will not sense it again. You can forgive to a point. The person will not change, but you have just accommodated it. You have, forbear, you have forbearing has taken place. He said, forbearing one another in what? In love. Then let's move on to the next one. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now, the word unity is, is, has not been translated well. It should have been um, endeavoring to keep the one of the spirit. Or English, oneness of the spirit. Now, actually, unity means that, united means that we are of different things. So, broom. We can bring many brooms around and tie it. They are united. But that is not it. Now, oneness speaks of a body. When we are giving birth to, did your mother go and take your head somewhere, your legs somewhere, your hands somewhere, and then they, they assembled it to become a... No, it was what? One body. So, in the church, we are not united. No, you see, we cannot be united. We are one. We are a body. Now, so, all the words that will come, he said, one body. One spirit, one soul, one, 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 one. So, the only thing we can do is that we have a revelation and live in oneness. And the only way we can live in oneness are those things. So, we will speak about those that have authority. Because those that have authority, they live by what we call the body the principle of the body. So, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. 
Now, because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 12, can we go there? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, is that, For the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. So it means that Christ is a body. Are we okay with that? Very good. He said, for by one what? Spirit. Are we all baptized into one body? So the day you became born again, you were put into that body. Are we okay with that? Now let's go back. So he said what? We should endeavor to keep the oneness of the spirit. Now, when we have a revelation of the oneness of the spirit, when your brother is at fault, you will not be offended because we are one. Anything I do against him is against me. It is a revelation. And it is very deep and can allow you to suffer for the sake of the body. And that is how men are accelerated in the promotion of the body. So, there are so many things that we are doing which is not the work of God. Because we will define what the work of God is. The work of God is not healing. I can even go far and tell you that the work of God is not even salvation of souls. As important as, as salvation of souls is, it is very important. But we can save all the souls on the earth and yet the, body of, and yet the work of God is still not done. Hallelujah. Now, the work of God is the preparation of a bride that looks just like Christ. So, that work of God, Paul told us in Ephesians, as we are going on. Are we okay with that? Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter, um, let's go to verse, verse, verse 11. Okay, you, so let's go to, no, 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 you go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. So, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Let's continue. There is one body, so we are watching it, is that what? There is one body. And one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Are we okay with that? Let's continue. Uh -huh. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Can you see? You see, I'm telling you that the Bible, if you know doctrine, it can give you a little bit of revelation. You can tell when people are erring. How is it that one Lord, he is telling this person that pray against this one, that this one will die. Then you curse. How can, will I one day wake up and say that, I'm the mouth, this leg, I curse you, I curse you. You don't, you lack revelation. I'm not saying that, you know, but you see, like, like curses everywhere. This is not of God. For there's what? One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. We even speak about the mystery of the communion. That when we say that, be careful of eating the communion, we are not talking about fornication and adultery. No, there are sins, but there is a particular sin which we sin against the body. Paul spoke about this, not discerning the laws, what? We are, I'm coming to a place, okay? Because we need oneness in Zion Impact. Hallelujah. We need what? We need what? We need oneness. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Okay. So in Asot, then continue. Let's go to verse 7. Verse 7. Let's fast. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Ahead, continue. Now that he ascended. Okay, let's go to the verse 11 now. Verse 11. He said, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Let's continue. For the perfecting, so Apostle has been explaining this thing to us a lot. He said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, we'll come back to this verse 12. Go to verse 13. Now, we will know that verse 12 has been done effectively. If something like, till we all come in the unity of the faith. Now, this is the work, this, this is the, the fruit bearing of the work. Now, what shows that we are doing the work of God is the manifestation of the things that are coming. One, it means that we must all come to the oneness of the faith. It will get to a place where we are saying the same thing. Methodists doesn't have their own revelation. This one doesn't have their own revelation. This one doesn't say the Bible is like this. But we are not there. So the oneness of the faith. We say the same thing. Somebody, some people say that Jesus Christ is not God. Everybody say Jesus is God. We, we have not gotten there yet. And then what? He said that of the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, if we enter, I've been a teacher for almost 14 years, an academical teacher, okay? And that was where I really did a lot of my, my preaching and this thing. So, most of the times, I began teaching at the age of 19. The people I, in the remedial school, the people I was teaching, they were almost my age. So I said, look, all these times, every time when I go, my first class, sometimes my class can be as large as 80. That's why I can shout like that. You know, because you know, my, cl my class is large. And I'm teaching elective so I have to shout because someone say, say, I can't hear you. You know? So I, I, I will say, this person will say, I'm from this church. I'm the, youth min I'm the youth minister. I'm from this church. I'm from this one. I'm from this one. Then you ask them, Will Muslims and Christians go to worship the same God? Say yes, they'll start arguing. Oh, Kaliko, Prasko, This tells us the, the problem of the, the, that there's there a big problem. Because wherever there is wrong doctrine, there'll be wrong practice. Now, actually, doctrine bad practice. That is why the hyper grace message will bet some particular practices. Anything you believe, if you start believing in demons, you will start fearing. Do you understand? Okay. So what doctrine? What? It's it, doctrine influences what practice. Now, so we are saying that unto the knowledge of the Son of God, you ask them what is righteousness, what is justification, what is forgiveness. They do not know all. Now, if you do not know all these things, you cannot you cannot be a Christian. Because in warfare, you need all these things. Sometimes, when you are praying, Satan can tell you that you don't deserve this thing because you did this. How will you fight that warfare? If you do not know the, that your forgiveness is dependent on the blood. And that blood is unchanging. That blood is before the Father every time. And we know that the Lord doesn't look at individuals. He looks at the blood. He said, when I see the blood, I shall pass. So it is this thing that you tell, oh, Satan, Loki pakariska atalaba. The Bible says that through the blood, I have what? Forgiveness. And this blood, it is not just, it is, you see, there are categories, you see, the, 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 
the, the value of the blood is dependent on the, on the one that the blood came from. Are we okay with that? Now, actually, in the book of Leviticus, God gave category to sin. Certain sins, you bring pigeon. Certain sins, you bring a heifer. You bring a goat. Certain ones, you bring bulls. So it means that the weight of the blood is, will, will, will be corresponding to the sin that you did. Because there are certain sins that when you do, you have to be stoned alive. Are we okay with that? Very good. So it means that the value of a goat is better than the, blood, the value of a, a pigeon. The value of a, a, a bull is, is, is more valuable than that of a goat. Are we okay with that? Okay. Now, the value of the blood of man is more valuable than all of them. But this time, we are talking about the value of a God. The blood of a God. Now, now Jesus is eternal. And so, the blood that he offered is also eternal. Now, why do we say that? Because, you see, it is the blood that, if, that enacts the covenant. Now, the reason why the old covenant would fade away is because the bloods of bulls and goats are not eternal. They do not have the capacity to last for long. So Paul said that it fade, faded away because the blood that enacted what? The covenant was not everlasting. But when Jesus came, that God-man, that eternal God, the everlasting God, when he offered that blood, his value is the value of the blood before, the God, before God. And so, when we go to Hebrews, the Bible says that, let's go to Hebrews chapter um, 13, from verse 20. He said, now, the, now, let's watch what the blood, G, the, the blood of Jesus did. He said, now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting, it means that when God, you see, the resurrection was only possible because of the blood. When God saw the blood that was offered, he said, no, this man cannot be in the grave. So it was the blood that opened the grave. He said, what? He said, now the God of peace, that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through what? The blood of what? The everlasting. It was the blood that made the covenant everlasting. Because the blood itself is everlasting. So everything that the blood offers is everlasting. So your forgiveness is everlasting. Now, you see, these are truths. We, we have to preach them. If some people careless, they say that I'm forgiven eternally, so I'm going to fool, it is your own problem. It is like a student that they said that, oh, today, teacher is not coming to class. They say, hey, I know they met Jimmy, oh, met Jimmy. Some will say, teacher is not coming to class. Some will say, oh, say I'm going to the library. Some will say, I'm going to, so the truth is that the teacher is coming. The, the truth is that you have been forgiven eternally. I can't say anything else. That is what the Bible teaches if some people are using it foolishly, I can't say I will change that. That doctrine is older than me. How can I change it? The realms that it came from, I don't have authority to change it. So, my forgiveness is what? Eternal. I have been forgiven past, present, and future. So, these are the things that we use for warfare. Now, let me tell you a story. I have an auntie that did an abortion. The abortion twins came. Up to now, she cannot give birth. Do you know why? Because she thinks that God is against her. Now, meanwhile, if you go before God and say, Father, this lady says that she did abortion and that you are against her. I don't know this thing. I don't know it. 
Because one of the blessings of the new covenant is that the blood affords God to forget. He said, I will throw your sins into the depth of the sea and your iniquities I shall remember no more. If God, then God is a liar. If God remembers, then God is a, I'm telling you, God is a liar. Now, so this is our basic truth that we need to have faith in. So, when you have done something in the past, maybe in the past, you had, you had sex before you married, and now you are having, yes, it is true, Satan will, Satan will do it. When you sin, Satan will come. That one day, let me tell you the truth. He will come. So, if I sin, if I fornicate, I will give him Satan away. But, there is a way that I need to fight warfare because the warfare, first of all, is in the mind. So, he comes with what? Accusations. Accusations. And the Bible said that what? They overcame him by what? By the blood. It is the, our accusation. We have to, we, that accusation, that is his ministry. He accuses. He accuses. When there is guilt, when there is fear, his ministry can prosper. Are we okay with that? So this is the power of revelation. It is the same way that when you realize that we are one body, the way you live your life, you will be very careful. You will be careful how you slander. Sometimes we, 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 we fault. Okay, we do mistakes. But immediately, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you something. I did something. I'm a pastor. I did something against a sister. This sister trusted me with an information. And one day, this is that did something, and I got offended, and I started disseminating the information. Later on, this is that heard it, and I was like, hey, pastors, that's the way you are. You, you call yourself fake pastors. Now, when she said that, I became remorseful. I, I repented. It was not because she called me fake pastor, but it was because I've caused the little one to sin. Do you understand that? But this is the principle of the body. Now, I can say that, oh, I can say, get away, who are, who are you? You did this and this. You did this and that. You did this and this. Get away. You cry. Are you not uh, the fan? My God. Satan doesn't want us to preach the message. He said, you, you. <laughs> now, but because I knew that we are in one body. I have offended the sister. No matter what. Even though she, she, she did it, but I have also offended her. And I know the principle of the body. Now, the first thing I did was that I knelt down and asked for forgiveness of sins for myself. But now, my forgiveness of sins, I need to, I offended someone. So I need to, sometimes forgiveness must be vertical and, uh, 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 you know, horizontal. So, I have caused somebody, what, she, what she's doing, she's also causing problems in the, in the body. And I knew, I said, no, this thing that I've done is wrong. Let me put my pride down and go and talk to this sister. You know, so one time I just saw her and then she, she was passing by, then she says, Rev D. And I was like, oh, wow, the gate has opened for me. Then I said, oh, nowadays I don't see, say, you, my job, my job, my job. Then I went home. I said, the opportunity has come. She texted me in the evening. I said, oh, hey, daddy, I said, sister, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. What I did was so wrong. Forgive me, okay? Forgive me. Now, this 
is because we are, we are in a body. I cannot, I, what I have done, I offended a part and have to restore her. So, you cannot say, when we, when, we, when we understand the mystery of the body, the way we live will be different. So, I thought, I'm very sorry for this. Okay? Let peace, he said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of what? Peace. So, it means that peace is, that, is the bone that holds the body together. So, every time, we have to be, that's why we have to be peacemakers. Because wherever peace is lacking, it means that the body is disintegrating. So, you create peace. I'm sorry. I, this one took me meekness. Because I can also say, hey, meek, I'm your pastor. Who the hell are you? Are you not just a common church member? No. But I said, I'm sorry. And the voice, no, she can go and show it to somebody that is, is apologizing. I don't care. Because it is between what, me and God. And I understand the principle. It doesn't matter. My meekness. If I offend you, I'll come to you and say that, my sister, I'm, I'm so, I'll kneel down. What is kneeling down? I've seen my apostle begging the church member. How, why can't I do it? I saw apostle. He, the church member was saying, the man of God kneeled down. I said, hey, this guy, you made the man of God kneel down. And the girl too, the man of God was kneeling down. And the girl was talking plenty. Marcus Ikati Katata. So, I said, I'll kneel down. Why? Why not? For peace sake, I'll kneel down. For peace sake, when I'm right, I'll let go of my right. If I'm the one in the wrong, I can come and apologize. Bro, you know something? Forgive me. Let everything go. So that what? Because, you see, if these things are there, where you can stand together and say that you are doing warfare, I'm telling you, Satan will be laughing at you. Because in warfare, warfare, it is the body that does warfare. One person doesn't do warfare. I'm, I'm, I know this both doctrinally and experientially. So many of us, the reason why certain things, because you see, everything that Jesus does, he does it through the body. The body, the, the, the head nourishes. Let's go to that place. Let me show you something. Um, Colossians chapter 2. Let's start from verse. Um, Colossians chapter 2. Let's start from verse 15. King James Version, okay. And having spoiled, verse 16. Verse 16. Let no man, verse 17. Verse 18. Okay. Let no man beguile you. Okay, let, verse 19. He said, and not holding the head. Now watch it carefully. He said what? Not holding the head. From which all the body by joints and bands have nourishment ministered. So it is the way the body is joined together. The head, what the oil flows from what the head to the beard and then to the skirts. So the Lord. So when we are joined to the body, when you are joined to the body, you receive nourishment every time. I, I can tell you, you can be praying, you can be doing certain things. If you are offended against a brother, you are not receiving any nourishment. I'm telling you. Because you are, not, you are no longer part of the body. You are, you are not discerning the Lord's body. And because of this, many people are, are weak. Many people are sick and many people die. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. From verse 10. From verse 10. 11. 
12. 13. 14. 16. Very good. I speak as to wise men. Now, watch here carefully. Is that what? I speak as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. Now, Paul is saying that let's all use analytical powers to do this. Verse 16, let's see it. He said, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The next one. He said, no, 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 keep it. The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Now, we will not understand this because of the way we do communion now. But actually, those days in the early church, it is a full loaf representing the body of Christ. And then we, we, we take it. This person comes and you break, showing that I'm part of one loaf. The revelation of the communion means that the, the, the revelation of the communion is that I belong to one body. That's all. Are we okay with that? Okay. He said, the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of what? Of Christ. So we are all communing. Now, the blood, I'm telling you that the reason why we take communion is because the Bible says that he that eateth not my flesh and drinketh not my blood has no place in me. So that blood that we are taking, okay, it stands that we all belong to one blood. That one blood is flowing through all of us. And that is more real. Who are brethren here? Who, who, which two people are from the same mother? Uh, stand up. The two of you. Uh, Melvin. Melvin, stand up. Keisha, stand up. Come, 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 come. You have one mother, right? The two of you have one mother. You also have one father. Come, come. Now, when we do DNA test, what's your surname again? Chaleda? Ojobu, Ojobu, very good. Now, when we do DNA test of this one, we do DNA test of this one, and we take their father's sample, we are going to realize that they have his blood. Is that not so? And this blood, you see, blood determines our vitals. When there's a problem with the body, what do they do? They take your blood and they search for vitals. Now, the communion that we drink, it means that the vitals of the Lord is being distributed to us daily. The, it, is, it, it is the means by which we participate in Christ. The reality of Christ. That is, you see, we, we don't know the power of communion. If we know the power of communion, you will do it like a prescription. I'm telling you. Morning one, afternoon one, evening one, after meal or before meal. Because what you are saying is that what, what you are doing, you are, you are taking them by faith or by revelation. It, because he, he ordered us what? He that drinketh not the blood and eateth not my flesh has no part in me. So my, my partaking of the bread and the blood shows that I, I am in the body. And one blood flows through us. Therefore, the way if we take the DNA test of these ladies, we can realize that they belong to one father. If we take the DNAs of all of us, we belong to the same father. So, the blood that flows through me is the blood that flows through you because we all what drink of one blood of Christ. The blood, is that what? Is it not the communion of the blood of what? Of Christ.
Hallelujah. So if you are one blood, you can go and sit down. Why, why do we have to? We need to, we need to love one another. We need to do what? Now, one of the, one of the you know, in the blood, you can find red, red blood cells and all those ones. Our own is one, love. The blood that flows is what? Love. He said, to the edifying of itself in love. That is why the whole book, First John, is love. It is just love. Because in love, we can find peace. In love, we can find everything. In love, we can... Love is the life of God. Are we okay with that? Okay? Now, God is life. Let's go to First John. Let me show you something. First John. First John. We are about to end. We are ending. First John. First John chapter 1. He said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. So he was revealed as what? The word of what? Life. Now let's go to verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, God is light. Is that not so? First we are told what? The word of what? Life. Is that not so? Now we are saying that what? God is light. Now when we go to um, verse four, chapter 4. Chapter 4. Let's start from verse 5. Verse 6. He said, we are of God. Okay, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of what? It means that the DNA that you are born again is what? Love. And it says what? And knoweth God. Let's continue. Verse 8. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is what? So now, first of all, he is revealed as life. Now, when the essence of that life is light, sorry, the essence of that life, okay, the vitals of that of that life is what is love. But when that love is expressed, we see light. So he said, "Let your light therefore shine before men, that they may see what your good works." So. You want to win souls in your office. You want your office to turn upside down. Love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm bringing it here. This is our year. This is our month of harvest. I've observed something in our church. The way we behave towards new people that come to the church. Now, you see, this, this life, okay, this organic, this life, when the life begins to express itself, you begin to love souls. Not just, I'm not talking about lost souls, but you begin to love man. Man. Like, all of a sudden, you begin to care about people. You want to call this one. It means that that life, it is expressing itself. Just like the way when plasmodium gets into his, it, your blood, okay, it, begin, it begins to show symptoms. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. It means that, so they're going to take your blood and then watch whether you have malaria. Is that not so? Very good. Then when you do it, then they can tell, oh, this person has malaria or this person has typhoid. We are seeing the symptoms. Now, when this 
blood, which is our life, or when this love, which is our, the blood of the body of Christ, when it begins to express itself, you begin to care about people. Now, you begin to place others first before you. It is something that comes automatic. And you, souls become something that is, you, you, the brother, hey, I want to call this brother. How is this brother doing? You want to visit. Those are symptoms of love and oppression. It means that this person is working in the, by the principle of the body. Now, when new souls come here, all, we, we, can, we can pass by the new soul as if everybody is busy wanting to go home. Now, you see, I said kingdom body. Now, without the reality of the body, we cannot see the kingdom. Because the manifestation of the kingdom of God can only come through the body. Hallelujah. I'll show you that when we are born again, we are put into the body of Christ. Is that also? Now, by the first time we saw born again, we saw kingdom. Now, the reason why you, you are not interested in the work of God is because there is no love. There is no nothing. Or you lack revelation of that love. But when, the, when we begin to love souls, and that is how we are promoted in the body of Christ, we, we begin to have ranking. Ranking is not by cursing people. It is about by, by how much you love people. So we see, so you care. We can, you can go for souls and then you can go like nothing. How many of us call people? You see, sometimes, the moment, the moment as, as I'm teaching, have you gotten revelation? As I'm teaching, have you gotten revelation of the body? Have you gotten revelation? Now, one, one thing that shows that you've got a revelation is because is that action will follow. How many of us within a week call just one person in this church? Have you seen that we are so self-centered? It is so natural to us that even you have no plan to be self-centered but you are just self-centered. You can go throughout the week not thinking about anybody. My business and mine and mine and mine and mine. Well, if that, then that's why the kingdom of God is suffering violence. Because there's nobody love. You see, when you see one of the realities is that the body is prophetic. So when we begin to live in the body, you, you begin to become prophetic. You, because you love, you can just pick it up. Reverend Robin, something said I should call Reverend Robin. It is the body life. The body life is operating. So, you call Reverend Robin. Then, Reverend Robin, Charlie, today I'm not feeling fire at all. Oh, no wonder. No wonder. The Lord, then you pray. Then everything is going, manifestation of body life. It means that you are alive in the body. But it begins with what? Little practice. Practice here and there. Practice here and there. Practice here and there. Practice. Please, when new souls come, the Bible says that angels rejoice. Me, I believe in this. So when we started teaching, all church members, you line up. When we get the new soul, all church members line up. You will all come. If I'm lying, Anne is here, and uh, 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 Eugenia is downstairs too. We, you line everybody. You take the person's number. You write it down. But this place, we are all busy going around. And new souls have come. You see everybody lined up, want to see apostle. Let them, you see, let's give privilege to new souls. They are babies. 
Don't rush the man of God. He is here with you. Let the new souls go. Oh, new souls, come. Come and see Apostle. Come. But you will see somebody. Apostle, I want to do this. Selfishness. Self-centeredness. You are not, a new soul came, you are not even aware. You are not even aware. You can just pass by the person. The person has dressed in chalotte. You will not say, hello, brother. Wow. You are welcome to uh, 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 Zion Impact. My name is Delali. Sometimes I don't even like add the reference. My name is Delali. You are welcome. I know that new comments sometimes they can be very dangerous. Last time, we, we, we bought some new soul. The guy came authority. Uh, he just came from Nigeria. And he needs a place to stay. And I said, hey, entitlement pioneer. <laughs> and he needs a place to stay. You just came to want, hey, you want to come and put all your burden on the church. I know there are, you see, there are, there are dangers in loving souls. But that is why God told us all this thing, meekness, forbearance. And then there is tact and wisdom. Oh, you call somebody, hey, sister, please send me money. Oh, please, we have a neighbor's dex at the church, so you can call the neighbor's desk. I can even forward you that number. So they call the neighbor's desk. But the fact that somebody has done some way, to, some new soul, he has done something to you, or so has done something. You see how people, me, I've not experienced some before, but the word of God is well. You see, now people are separating themselves. They are cutting people off. No, I'm not saying that. It is something the pastors are doing it. It is because maybe there was somebody under him. The person showed him. Now, he will build walls around himself. But what he's, he's doing is that he doesn't have revelation of the body life. If you have suffered more than apostle, then you too, you are a killer. But, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> two minutes, yes. But he has never cut anybody off. You still have me, I'm not... <laughs> Apostle should have said that, okay, no, I don't want any pastor to live in my house again because somebody has done, but I live there. And so when he comes to the house, like the house is for me. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't cut, he has, but what? That, it, it is a, you see, the kingdom is a revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So please, when the souls come, talk to them. Are we okay with that? Are we okay with that? Talk to what? Talk to them. The more we love souls, the more we're ranking. By the time you see God has given you a business, God has given you, one of the things that a soul winner cannot, can never die. You can't suffer certain things that normal people will suffer. Because you are so precious. There are three people that God cannot afford to lose. Givers, intercessors, and soul winners. You lie bad. Hey, if you like, go to whichever place that. You see, recently there was a, a man of God who is a champion soul winner. Um, some people said they wanted to kill him. You can't. They are, they are precious. They are precious in the eyes of God. You cannot kill a soul winner. Somebody that wins souls. Hey! Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.